0: Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are delighted to be joined by Radio 2 and 6 Music presenter Mark Radcliffe, who is here today to have a chat with us about the upcoming 6 Music Festival, which takes place in Greater Manchester from Friday the 24th to Sunday the 26th of March. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you and whereabouts are you joining us from?
1: Hi. Hi, no, it's a pleasure. I'm uh, I'm joining you from my home, which is in Nutsford, in Cheshire, <clears throat> which is as cute a town as the name Nutsford sort of implies, really. <laughs> it's a really nice little... It's a re- I, I think that, for me, I've discovered the perfect way of living because I can leave my house. I can be at Aldi in about 90 seconds. <laughs> um, I can be at the train station in three minutes. Um, when we finish this, I'll walk to the other end of the high street, which is full of kind of restaurants and bars but also an ironmongers and a electrical shop and i can get into the national trust tatton park only about 10 minutes from leaving my house we also got a curzon cinema with three screens here so basically lovely. if i didn't have to work for the pesky bbc i might never need to leave nutsford <laughs> <That sounds laughs> and uh, nice. it's like living in the 1950s because everybody who <laughs> owns the little independent shops when you bought the dogs oh morning you know it's kind of, <laughs> And so for a person of my advancing years it feels kind of semi-blissful really
0: oh lovely well um well, thank you for uh, taking some time out of your day to uh, to have I'm a chat on. with us. Um, uh, yeah, it's, as I say, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show, and um, and I'm looking forward to having a, a chat about this year's Six Music Festival because it's quite um, it's quite uh, an interesting year for Six Music Festival this year with it returning to Greater Manchester, which is where it first began in uh, 2014, I believe, and it's also been announced that it will now be kind of residing permanently uh in greater manchester from here on in and i i was wondering before we talk about this year's you know uh, performers and you know everything that's going on this year i just wanted to know what your thought was on on the festival coming home to manchester and and kind of staying there permanently from here on in and what the what the thought process behind that was <laughs>
1: Um, well, it suits me, because it's not far from my
0: home <laughs> <I laughs> Was mean, it your decision, think... Mark? Did
1: you...? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's clearly a different offering, isn't it? Um, I mean, and it's like the Six Music Festival presents these concerts at the Victoria Warehouse. I mean, I think that... um you know, it's an interesting time because for many, many years, um, when I was doing the radio one afternoon show with Mark Riley as Mark and Lard, we felt very much like a branch office, really. We were just a little radio outpost. Network radio was a London thing. It had always, it always had been. It didn't really seem that that would ever change. And so we really felt like a little, um, a little house on the prairie doing our show, really. Um, and if you, if you switch to, uh, the situation we've got now in Salford, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I think when we're in at the weekend on a Sunday morning, you've got every, um, I think every network is broadcasting from there at that single, uh, at, at the same time. And you've got so many programs there and a lot of six music is still being moved up there. And the, and so the, um, you know, you could say that the, the, almost the kind of, um, Centre of Six Music will be Salford in many ways, um, although there are still some functions that are going to be left in London. So at this moment in time, uh, the the festival coming back feels like a kind of rubber stamp, and endorsement of, you know, what a centre of gravity for oh. network, radio, Manchester, Salford, Media City, Trafford, whatever you want to call it. We're in a bit of a kind of... Um, I mean, you know, it, we're like the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, really. I mean, at least they've got a river between them. We really sort of haven't, you know, when you, when people ask where Manchester ends and Sulphur begins, you can take a step down one street and go across the boundary. You know, yeah. there are no checkpoints. Um, and so I think that it makes sense in that way, you know, um, whether in the future we sort of do a few of these and think, well, it's now time for it to move on and move around and everything. But I think that, um, the idea was to do something a bit different this time. Um, You know, I'm not party to all the um decision-making, you know. I mean, I think one of the things is that there are a lot of festivals now. There are a lot of people competing for the same artists. There are a lot of artists going round doing their festival set at 10, 20 events across the year. And the idea was, rather in this sort of... um same way that Manchester International Festival has come to pride itself on premieres and new work, the there was the idea of because six music so much of its kind of thrust is about promoting new music. You know, there was a thought process of whether you could shape an event around that sort of central six music raison d'être. I suppose, which is why why we've ended up with um, what we've ended. That sounded a bit resigned. I didn't mean it to, but that's that's why we come to the situation of what we've got this year. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, do, does that in some ways give it a little bit more focus? Because Six Music has always been such a such a diverse and eclectic uh, station. You know, it plays yeah. it not it tied to any particular genre, um, and it will play new music and music from you know many years gone by. It yeah. it, it kind of plays just what it wants to play. Does, well, I always
1: still like that original thing that Six Music always said, celebrating the alternative spirit. You know, yeah. and you t- and you, you, you in a way. You know if you look at the presenters on it you know I mean i'm uh i'm sixty five this year I think there are still people who are older than me. I think Don Letts and Tom Robinson might be older than me that might be <laughs> it <laughs> um uh, but you know then you've got the you know the new breed of people who you know Afro deutsche and Jam supernova and everything and I think the idea that that uh, you know I've, I've always thought that um the idea that um, uh, radio stations were always keen to promote when I was at radio one in the 80s, always keen to promote the idea that we were sort of one big happy family. And we were all sort of cut from the same cloth. There was less, there was less. Um, um, I, I mean, no one talked talks about diversity and things in those days, you know, I mean, and there was, uh, it was very unusual for a woman to have a show. Um, and that gradually moved, but you know, I think the idea of something like six music that, that, that it is a family of people committed to the same thing, but it's a real, like any big extended family, a group of people who massively disagree on certain things. I mean, I think that's a far more interesting proposition than everybody trying to pretend they're vaguely cut from the same cloth. Um, You know, why would you want to listen to a radio station where the people playing the music and choosing the music have all had exactly the same upbringing. I mean, that makes no sense at all, does it, really? It's like saying, well, I'm only ever going to go out. If I'm going to go out. Well, I'm only ever going to eat Italian. You know, it's like, why would you do that? I'm only ever going to go from my holidays to um uh, Ibiza. You know, why would you do that if you've got an inquisitive and open mind? And also, I think that there there are plenty of people my age, myself included, who who do want to listen to the... Ra- Yesterday, I was listening to um David Bowie, Space Oddity the album and thinking what an amazing piece of work that is, you know, how there's some underrated, underrated and almost forgotten classic songs on there, like an occasional dream and wild eye boy from free cloud. It's so imaginative, so amazing right at the beginning of his career. Doesn't mean I don't want to hear, you know, the new little Sims album, but it does mean that being on six music. I mean, people often ask me, do I pick all the music? Do me and Stuart pick all the music? And we don't, but I don't want to because I don't want the show to be things that only a 65 year old bloke has heard and likes. I wanted to do the other things and the occasional thing we'll play. I'd say, oh, I don't like that very much, but at least I've heard it and people are talking a lot about these bands. And so a lot of the audience are um will have the same experience really. That, you know, well, oh yeah, I've heard of uh Dry cleaning, but, oh, that's what they sound like, is it? I think, you know, and if you don't like it, <clears throat> it's going to be three minutes and then there's going to be something else along. It's going to be two middle-aged men eating a bag of crisps coming along, <laughs> you know. So, um, so, but I suppose that the festival does focus on a particular kind of uh, uh, contemporary, contemporary feel. Um, and, um, so it probably is, um, a bit more focused, um, this year. Uh, um, and, um, You know, whether people, whether we've, when we've done it, whether people have enjoyed the fact of that or whether people think, well, yeah, that was good, but maybe we should have had something a bit more, you know, out there. I mean, there are other things other than the big three concerts, you know, there are kind of introducing stages. And, you know, I've been very, very keen that when it comes to Manchester, because sometimes people say, oh, you know, we should celebrate the best of Manchester. I said, well, yeah, but it's like, you know, everybody knows. Joy Division came from Manchester. Everybody knows all about Tony Wilson. Everybody knows about the Smiths. Everybody knows about all those things. And that's great. And, uh, you know, I've grown up in it and broadcasting it my whole life. In a sense, we have celebrated Manchester by doing a show from there for kind of 30-odd years. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always a bit nervous about that because no one says, you know... So, said, well, we'll do a show from London. Should we play lots of Chaz and Dave then? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you've got to, I think, I don't want it ever to be tokenistic. So I, thought, I said, well, are we going to do the best of Manchester? It should very much be the best of Manchester now.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, I think, like you said, there's all those bands and artists and, and uh, figureheads from the Manchester music scene. I think anyone who's into it is, you know, well aware yeah. of that by now. It's sort of laboring yeah. the point. We'll play the odd bit, ball, but it?
1: we always play the odd one.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it, you know, having the festival based permanently in Manchester does that does that open up any opportunities for local new artists knowing that they've got that there as a as a kind of annual showcase does it does it in any ways kind of feed into the local uh, musical community beyond just those three days in a year are there any like wider um, implications that it might have on on uh, musicians in the area beyond the festival itself
1: well, you know, not specific examples that I can give you. It's not like there's going to be a six music night like going on throughout the year. I mean, uh, I mean, what I would say to that is this is the first time we've done it. Let's see what the kind of uh, the residue of it is and everything. And the other thing I would say is that like, um, you know, when you decide to, that something that's traveled around, you decide to root it. There will be dissenting voices to that. People saying, well, "Well, hang on a minute. Well, why is it not coming to our town again?" So I don't think you, you you don't want to make it look like, "Oh, this is great for the bands of Manchester. They're all going to be on Six Music because the bands of Newcastle, uh, even Liverpool, forty minutes down the road, you know, mm. you know and Glasgow you know, Cardiff, wherever it might be, might say, "Well, hang on a minute. Does this make it harder for us?" And you certainly don't want to give that impression. I think that you know um, what I would hope is that through BBC introducing, you know, it would it would come to showcase you hate to say the best of the new talent, doesn't it? Because it's so subjective, but I would hope it would be open to all, even if the base of it was in Manchester, you know, I would hope it would be, you know, like, like, you know, things like, um, you know, I hope it, I hope it expands into more venues and that we can grow it a bit, really, because this is a, an interesting thing, sort of between the band on the wall. And the Victoria Warehouse, really. And there's a couple of other bits. But, I, you know, if you think about the success of something like South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, where that, it's always in Austin, Texas. But there are bands from all over the world playing in lots of different bars and venues and things, you know. Um There's one in Camden, isn't there? There's one in Brighton. I can't remember the names of them now, you know. So I would hope that it would be... um it would be a have a positive impact of another outlet for kind of new bands but not just from manchester because that yeah. would be unfair i think yeah sure i mean does do you think that
0: that it also has you know even if if it's not just looking solely at bands and performers but does having it fixed i know this is only going to be the you know the first year of doing it but does having it fixed in a certain location bring in more I know opportunity just for the city in general uh you know bringing new people in money into the to the city for those three days each year, recognition of some of the venues and uh you know cultural activities that there might be around it from people that might not otherwise have come to the city. Does it have any knock on effect to to the wider uh you know community and population in Manchester?
1: Well, I think it's quite, it, it, it's part of that mosaic, isn't it? And part of that patchwork, you know. And there's, uh, I mean, you know, I know we've looked at other venues as well, like there's the factory opening and everything, which will be a big of cultural draw. And, you know, there was talk of us doing there, but it wasn't quite right and not quite ready this year and everything. I think that you can get great traction by having something in the same place. I mean, if you look at something with the history and the traditions of the proms or something, you know, people, people. I mean, it does move about a little bit. But when people think of the Proms, they think of going to the Royal Albert Hall, that's part of its <coughs> its appeal, isn't it? That's part of its luster in a way. So um, even though we've educated people to believe that the sick music festival is a moving feast, you know, I mean that um, it, you know that doesn't preclude trying. Something different like we are this time, and you know you would hope there would be um we i think you know as I say, with six music really being weighted in the north now um I think it makes sense, and I think that you know six music's identification and connection with the north, I think that sort of this fully endorses it, you know and feels you know feels it's really bolted on now you know to to where we are and gives us a sense of place and a sense of root, i mean in a sense you kind of Rerouting something, you know, Six Music was started in London, like all the stations have been. Um, and, um, you know, now, now that's changing. That has changed. And so I think that the festival being here sort of, you know, adds, adds weight to that, it gives it a greater sense of location. So I suppose the identification of Six Music with Manchester, with Salford, with the North West, you know, um, will draw. I mean, Manchester draws. Manchester so well served for bands, for venues, for everything. I mean, it's so, it's so incredibly <coughs> buzzy, you know. I mean, I've lived here since I was 18, and I only lived 20 miles away in Bolton before that. Actually, it's probably less than 20 miles. Um, and the city now is just... Unrecognizable. I mean, it's like there are about three or four extra cities bolted onto the outside of it that were were just no go areas when I was a student in the late seventies. And so, you know, it does feel the right place for, um, you know, a thrusting go ahead station with six music to be, you know, and the festival, yeah, feels, feels like part of that.
0: Yeah. What are you looking forward to about this year's festival? Is there anyone on the lineup that you're especially uh, excited about seeing or looking forward to catching. I know that the, uh, the the headline performers, I believe, are Loyal Kana, Christine and the Queens, and Arlo Parks on mm. Friday, Saturday and Sunday, mm. respectively. But uh, beyond beyond those three headliners, or including those headliners as well, um, who, are you, who are you especially looking forward to this year?
1: I mean, the thing about festivals, and I always say this, is that um, when people ask me who I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to finding someone I don't know yet. Mm. To me, festivals is about discoveries, you know, it's about hearing someone I, I haven't heard before. That's almost like the thing about six music, you know, it's like I mean, I know the headliners obviously and Christine and the Queens you'd be interested to see the, the the new stuff. And the, the headliner's great, you know, and the collaboration with the gospel choir that Loyal's doing and all those sorts of things. Um and um, you know, one of the things I enjoy actually is about is the sort of community of everybody being Together in a way, you know, all the six because we are split across London and Manchester, and we all work funny in separate hours, and we're all doing other things. And so, actually, to see some of the, some of the, my colleagues, you know, it sounds a bit cheesy, but you know, I don't do that very often. So, so that's quite nice, really. But I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to going somewhere, going to the band of the wall or whatever, or going, you know, to the introduction stage and thinking, I've never heard of these guys, and then being blown away by them because I think that you get to my end, you still want to be open to that, you know, you deal, you still. I do hear a lot of bands that I feel I've heard before. You know, someone say, oh, have you heard so-and-so? They're amazing. And I say, and I listen to it. I say, oh, yeah, it sounds like Wire from 1977. Yeah. You know, and they say, who? And that's the way, because they're, you know, a third of my age, and that's the way it should be. Um, so, you know, I don't know much about Wu and Lava La Rue. You know, I don't know much about them, but I'm looking forward to finding out. So I'm looking forward yeah. to finding something new, which will stay with me. I mean, I do find... Um, music every, most weeks, most weeks I'll hear something, they'll think that sounds terrific, you know, and it sounds like, you know, it's like, I listened to that band, that uh, Vermont band, Thus Love, the other day, and I put that on and it's like um, and it, and it sounded, I said, oh it's a bit killing, Joe's a bit chameleons or something but it sounded epic yeah. I played it twice on the radio on the same show and the same, you know, the same piece of music twice in the two-hour show because I just thought it sounded so great, and so, you know, that's what part of what keeps me going, what well, you know, makes me want to always be at Six Music, really, because I'm always going to hear those things. There's a lot of talk about people from the BBC leaving to work on other radio stations, you know, and you and, um, might get paid twice the money, you know, fair play to them. But, you know, the idea that you're going to work and you're only ever going to hear Brian Adams and Queen ever again... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like punching yourself in the face every day, isn't it? <laughs> so I don't want to do that at all, ever. Um, and no one's asked me. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People want radio for different things, don't they? I mean, if you're working and it's in the background and you sort of, I, I understand that everybody's sitting, listening to it and analysing it and not everybody wants to think, "Oh, what's that? I'll write that down. I mean, I do, I'm, be, I'm, I'm being a bit glib about it. I mean, I do understand it more than I'm letting on. I wouldn't want to work there myself. But the idea that you're never going to hear... Anything new, yeah, um, is is just depressing. If you're interested in music, isn't it? It doesn't mean you yeah. don't want to hear all those things, but the idea that you're never no I, going to hear anything
0: new, I know what you mean. I think that, like you said, there's a there are all all kinds of different reasons for, for why people listen to radio. There will be some people that might only listen to it a handful of times in the week or the month. So if they're hearing yeah. something they know and they like, then great. But if you're if you're a presenter or a DJ or a music fan and you're working in that that environment and you are inquisitive about new music, then yeah, it, it sort of defies yeah. logic to, to some degree to, uh, the things we, the things we change
1: and develop, the things we watch, the things, you know, the clothes we wear, you know, we don't yeah. say, right, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to wear what I was, I'm, you know, I'm going to wear flares because I've always worn them. <laughs> Do you, really? Some people <laughs> might, but you know, you don't really. And yeah. so it just seems counterintuitive to, to a life of, being open to stuff, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I I'm with you. I, I, agree fully. I mean, you
1: watch the same football team, but they've got different players. You know, <laughs> yes,
0: very true. Um, I mean, on you know, on the uh, on on that note of when you go to, to the six music festival, you're looking for something that you're not previously aware of, um, yeah. and and something you're you're not previously familiar with. What have been some of your Sort of favourite finds from down the years of six music. Have oh, there been God. any that have really kind of stuck with you? As like that's a band that I I love still to this day that I wouldn't have otherwise uh, perhaps stumbled upon if not for the for the festival. Um, or people that have perhaps just surprised you. Maybe someone that you've gone to see with with prior knowledge of, but not expecting a great deal, and then come away a, a converted fan. You know, I just wanted to know what some of your favourite discoveries have been down the years from six music festival.
1: Well, I remember very well um, in Glasgow um, going to see the Lemon Twigs and thinking, these guys are clearly polymaths and should be superstars. They were in a little church. I think it was called St. Luke's in Glasgow. Quite a small venue. I'd have to check that. Um, but um, And uh, I went with my producer Lorna, and um, there's probably only a couple of hundred people there in a little church. And they were performing like it was, you know, Wembley Stadium um and um doing high kicks and things and playing swapping instruments and I thought oh these guys are absolutely amazing you know I do I, I do remember kind of being blown away by them and uh I remember um uh, I rem- I mean I remember the little shows really I remember being in um Newcastle in a pub and I was doing a chat with uh um, Kay Tempest and Eliza Carthy, sort of about the oral traditions that go through folk music and into kind of more rap based music. And, um, and we finished that chat and then Songhoi Blues came on, who I hadn't heard of really before, just vaguely. And, um, they were amazing, you know, and I really, I remember them in a little pub room and thinking, now this is just so great. When, um, you know, it was just that, the joy of that kind of almost um, African high life guitar style, which you, you know, I hadn't heard for a while live. And then the lead singer, I always remember him saying, right, he says, I'm going to, I'm going to put my guitar down now. Then I can do a little dance for you. And I thought. <laughs> You know, why don't all lead singers in bands <laughs> say that? You know, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. If, uh, if um, you know, Tom York said, Right, I'm not playing guitar on this one, so I can do a little dance. Tom York sometimes <laughs> does do a little dance. Um, you know, and so I like it when people do a little dance. And so, you know, those those sort of small um kind of um fringe events in a way, but that doesn't sound disparaging to those acts, then you know. Um, I remember that I remember I just had favourite moments really. I remember uh, snapped ankles I remember really enjoying at the um at the at the venue in uh in Liverpool. You know, these people came on covered in sort of streamers looking like some weird Wicker man kind of thing and then played <laughs> this kind of motoric Kraut rock sort of, and it's, you know, fantastic, fascinating. I love that. I mean, that's the great thing about festivals. It's like, you know, I think the great thing about festivals is if you go to something and you see someone you don't know, and it, it's kind of over in half an hour and you, cause you'd never have gone to a full concert of that necessarily, cause you didn't know them. But these discoveries where you pass through and then it's onto something else, you know, and I've enjoyed the fringe events, you know, I mean, I've got very, lots of favorite moments. I remember, I mean, not a new discovery, but I remember interviewing Julian Cope in, um, Liverpool. Um, and, um, him, and, uh, I was doing it in front of an audience and him, and he had a keyboard. She so wanted to do a couple of songs on the keyboard. And so me and him were sat in the middle and the keyboard was over there. So I said, are you going to do a song now? And he said, yeah, okay. And so he got up and walked up op- the opposite direction to the keyboard. I'm like, what hell's he doing? And He said, um, he said, because I'm such a bad keyboard player, I'm taking a circuitous route to the keyboard. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> Love that. You know. and so, so those, those just chance little moments really but yeah um you know that's um that's a couple of things that i can remember yeah fantastic i mean
0: o- over the years since uh since the launch of the six music festival how how great or how powerful an advert has the festival been for the six music station and the, and the brand if you like you know has it been uh has, has there been any you know not not even necessarily if it's been you know like measured in in figures or numbers but has there been a sense of people coming to the station off the back of going to a festival people that might not necessarily listen to the radio very often that have gone to six music festival to see a band or an artist that they really like and then come away discovering a show or a presenter or something about the station that has then kind of turned them into a new listener
1: well It would be a great shame if that hasn't happened to some degree. I mean, I couldn't possibly give you statistics and figures on that. But yeah, sure. I mean, you know, there must have been people who say, gosh, you know, I'm a massive orbital fan in Belfast. I mean, most of these bands will have been all these places anyway, but yeah, I mean, you know, you get these this sort of urban festivals that it's been, and and people who might not say what well, might discover, it might be a gateway to six music because, you know, you've got live bands on who you've heard of and you'll go to that and you will, that will take you through to the, to the wider six music. I think that's true. But I think one of the things that is really um been important about it is it solidifies the relationship between six music and the artists because they've got a kind of, uh, um, um, codependent relationship, really. Because Six Music is—it's um, a big station. It's a BBC network. It's digital only. It doesn't have the budget of other stations. So quite a lot of the time, you are asking artists to do things um, for less than what they might be able to charge someone else to do. Yeah. Um, and. And the counter to that is that though we would never play music of people we didn't like, or we, you know, if someone made a new album and we didn't like it, we wouldn't play it on our show. You know, you you have a certain amount of loyalty, but your main loyalty, it sounds crass, is to the listener. You know, you don't want to, you can only trust your own judgment really. But I think that um what's been really heartwarming is to, you know, sit backstage in a freezing cold dressing room in, in actually a canvas dressing room, in sub-zero temperatures just off Bristol Docks with Suede, who were shivering in big coats in there. But they wanted to be there because Six Music has kind of prolonged their career by playing them a lot. And they were giving something back by performing them for less than their usual fee for the Six Music Festival. Then it gets recorded and it goes out, so it works for everybody. But I think that that's what's really been... One of the main things about it for me while I've been there is, is um, you know, the the commitment of artists to want to be part of that Six Music family, if you like. I think that that, that, that connection is very important. And, of course, that connection lasts, you know. I mean, Suede is still on Six Music, um, and I've been since the beginning, whereas other radio stations, by the very nature of it, which are more kind of, you know, guided by trend, fashion, whatever, um, taste moves on. And you might not be supported for so long, but it's kind of, you know, you can you can have a very long relationship with Six Music if you're a certain kind of artist. You know, I mean, I've, I mean, at the moment, I'm trying to um, set up an interview with Natalie Merchant, you know, who you remember from 10,000 Maniacs, who's got a new record out. I mean, you know, there aren't many radio stations in the UK that would have Natalie Merchant on and have had her on since she was making great 10,000 Maniacs records in the 80s. Um, and so I still think it's important that, you know, People who do who do like Woulu and Lava Larue might tune in for that and hear a bit of Natalie Merchant and track back to. I mean, that's the way I always did it. I'd hear something and it, would, and then you'd say, "Oh, who's Natalie Merchant? She used to be in what band?" Ten Thousand Maniacs, and then you hear Hay Jack for the first time. I think that's great. Uh, I think that's an important part of what we do. But yeah, the the, the, the bond between the station and the artist has been one of the really kind of heartwarming things about the festival. I think.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. And 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 lastly. Um, I just wanted to see if there's anything that you've been listening to so far this year that has particularly caught your ear that uh, you you might be able to share with us or any records yes. or artists you're looking forward to uh, hearing more of later on in the year that, that have uh, yeah caught your ear or I, stuck with you in
1: any way. I heard these guys yesterday for the first time, the Oracle sisters. Have you heard of them?
0: I haven't, no.
1: I haven't until yesterday. And they are uh, two guys, one girl from Paris – Um, And this album is called Hydronism, or it might be Hedronism because it's something to do with the island of Hydra or Hedra, where Leonard Cohen used to live, the Greek island. So it's very gentle and very lovely, and I I like that. So I recommend that to you. I've been um, listening a lot to um, that new, um, the most recent Brian Eno album, which has got a lot of vocals on it, which I think is a kind of ambient vocal album, which is an amazing thing. And um, I'm sure there are loads of other things which I will remember. Uh, Thus, love I already mentioned to you. There are, I'm sure, there are other things that I will remember as soon as I've stopped talking to you. But I'm very bad on remembering things that I've heard recently. Um, But um, uh, yeah, I'll. I'll, uh, Will that do for now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you very (laughs) much for uh, for those
0: recommendations. Um, Well, it's been. I'm sure I'll think of
1: something almost immediately we've gone. But there you go.
0: (laughs) Oh, well. Um, well, thank you for those. And, and thank you so much once again for uh, for joining us. It's been real real pleasure to have you on the show. Not at
1: all. It's and, uh, nice to talk to you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Mark. Really appreciate okay, it. Thanks, Daniel. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.